0: New Year's, same Motown rundown, your home for all things Detroit, Detroit sports. Thanks for joining us, gentlemen. It is 2021, we are beyond the uh, the hellish facade that was the year of 2020. A historically bad year for a historically bad city when it comes to sports, um, but it's over. We're here, everyone's looking good. Happy New Year, guys. How are we doing? How was your New Year's Eve? Let's hear some. I want to hear the war stories.
1: Well, what first of all, I loved story. the same. I loved the New Year, same Moton rundown thing. That was great. Um, I don't I have been any war that stories
0: all day long. Yeah, well, you did no go war ahead. stories. No one had fun on New Year's Eve. No, I Tom, did. I you were getting.
2: I just I, I hung out like a couple of my friends. Like, we just hung out, had a good time, watched some football, watched some sports, shot the shit. Basically, what you do with your guy buddies. I don't, I don't know why I said guy buddies. That sounds super weird. (laughs) That phrase has ever been said in a creepy in a competent sentence, but um, yeah, it was fun. I got to see some buddies from high school. I haven't seen in a long time. So that was always good to hear. But like the thing about it, like I said, I'm not a new year's Eve guy. I'm a new year's day guy. That's where I really shine. When, when you just sit on the couch for literally twelve hours to watch some college football, and there's like the Outback game that starts at randomly at like one thirty, and, and and there's like the weird broadcasters on that that that's more where I shine. Even though the Outback Bowl is on January second today, yeah, college and not football today. I mean sword. this year. What am I saying? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay, New Year's Eve is a bummer this year. That that's long story short. Well, no, I, I don't know what I'm saying. Okay.
1: You sounded like you were having fun when I called you. I called both you guys, by the way. I uh,
0: for, for our oh, list, that's right? I
1: forgot about that. I you called. Didn't call Col- me? Yeah, I called you. Did I answer? Yes. Oh, Collins. <laughs> Apparently, Collins doesn't remember New Year's Eve. But Collins did have a great night. He just doesn't yeah. remember. I,
2: I TV. I'm being serious. I do not remember that. I'm yeah. Nervous.
1: No. I, I called. Listen. I have to real quick tell this. It's not really a story. I just oh, yeah, to- I do
2: remember. I do remember. I take yeah. it back. I take it back.
1: Well, I, 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 for, I called Rabs and we talked for, like, 45 seconds tops. Rabs was like, all right, all right. He was just saying, what up? And then he's like, hey, I got to go. I, I got to no, go. No,
0: I didn't blow you off. No, you no, let no, you go. me go. He said, up. you're no. with your friends. If you're with your friends. I'll let you go. I said, all right, yeah. I'll talk to you later.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I wasn't saying you blew me off. I was just saying it was a quick hello, goodbye thing. But, like, you told the one thing you did say to me was you're going to go, <laughs> you have to wait for the Lions to go hire Daryl Bevel to give him five years, 50 million. That was pretty funny. So I wanted to say that on the pod, and then also Collins for the first like 45 seconds of our conversation was like, "Hello, TB. I can't hear you. One sec, one sec, one sec, one sec, one sec, one sec." And it, it, was, it,
2: like, it was a loud group. It was a loud group. We're a loud, loud bunch. Rowdy my friends cool. and I.
1: But then Collins talked to me for like six <laughs> minutes, not saying, not saying that.
2: Just show, it just shows wow, how dude, much I'm Lamp sorry, cares. Trent. Just no,
1: shows
0: no, how no. much he cares. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. You're good. I was with my I'm brother, sorry. and they wanted to call you guys. So did I. But so then we just we we did it. But it was great. New Year's Eve was fantastic.
2: You did know what? My the coverage. So what don't the, the, the ball the first... drop? Yeah, I don't think I watched a ball drop this year. I didn't watch a second. I, of I and that's like the first time I think I've ever done it in my life. Well,
1: it's always usually on, and you just kind of, like, check it out and stuff. But this year, we literally didn't even have it on until, like, 11.58. And then I was like, okay, I guess this is happening
0: now. Yeah, our, our group was a bit late. Our group was a bit late on the drop. We got in with, like, four minutes left. No noisemakers, no hats, no glitter, no uh, no bottle rockets, no nothing. It was kind of a joke. It was, a, it was weird, man. Like, you're watching that broadcast. There's no one in the streets hanging out. It was just tough. Like it was kind of whatever, but.
2: Um, right, so you seem I, like a guy who'd be into going to New Year, like New York for New Year's Eve.
0: Oh, I'd love it. I mean, I
2: would you? Or, I, I, I think was I'd just love messing it. with you. No, I think Dude, I'd I that think sounds I'd like love the it. worst thing I've ever just seen to do it entire once, entire
0: just life. just to say you've been down there. But I don't know what you're supposed to do besides just like stand up for four hours in the cold. Nothing. Nothing. That's I would do it for That's the like novelty brutal.
2: of it. That's brutal. That's
0: brutal. I would do it for the novelty of it, but yeah, I, I. Uh, New Year's Day to me. This is this is my theory. I was talking to my buddies about it more just because I wanted them to to uh, validate my thought process of being a lazy bum after the New Year. 2021 doesn't start until January 2nd. Or in the case of where I don't where it falls on like the long weekend, Monday the 4th today is the first official day of 2021. Like what do you if you had any if you had any semblance of a good night on the 31st there's no way you're doing anything on January 1st. Like it's a right. relaxing recovery day.
2: You're just, yeah, there, you're it's just, a holiday. What are you talking about? No,
0: but I mean like, well, if, if you're, if you're going in the theory of first day of the new year, got to hit the resolutions, how are going to start getting in the gym? If you're in the gym on January 1st,
2: that's just of not the a new thing.
0: year. Well, clearly you had a, you had a pretty sad night the night before. If you can, if you can pull yourself to the gym. I'm or just you're saying. just
2: dedicated or you just love the drawing, man. Some well, my 2021 like started that.
0: today. Happy 2021! It's January. Is that, are you? Is that your subtle flex of saying you went to the gym today?
2: No, I, I, I did.
0: Either. I'm a fa- I'm uh, a I'm a gym guy. I'm a five days a week guy.
2: Okay, there is. That's there, that, that's no. how you wanted to bring this up. This is no, awesome. it's not. So, no, let's it's talk not. About you guys are going to the gym. Unbelievable. All
0: right. I guess it's time to move on because you guys just can't let let me have anything. <laughs> um, oh, here's my my last thing too before we move on to the sports today. Ryan Collins, your last semester at Michigan State University, I believe started today, right? The 11th? Not yet.
2: When no. do you guys start? Dude, what?
0: We, we, we,
1: we, we, start.
2: <laughs> we don't start for another 15 still days. Break.
1: We start the 19th, yeah. 18th. We start the 18th.
0: What? How is that? Yeah.
1: Well, listen, it was supposed really? to be the 11th, and then they gave huh. us an extra week to read and reflect our syllabuses. Syllabi. Yeah,
0: God forbid, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. So well, we the forbid. whole concept the is – digest.
2: I think, I think they're going to let, like, freshmen come up, I guess, if they want to. And then, like, it's an extra week at Torn. I don't know what's going on, to be honest, because people keep on saying, like, oh, um – we're in person. Well, no one has in-person classes, yeah. literally no one. So it, it doesn't even matter. So I don't know.
0: All right. Well, whatever. We'll get into the, um, the emotional uh, abyss of your last semester at Michigan State when you guys actually go back to school. My apologies. Um, all right. Moton Rundown, our first episode of 2021. Um, brief Pistons today, and then we will do primarily Lions. The Lions season wrapped up on Sunday, of course, um, which for many of us was a great thing. Finally, thank God, we can move on from that. But before we do that, um, some big news for the Pistons. Got their first win of the year. Everyone clap it up for the Pistons. Good job, Pistons. Uh, split the series over the weekend with the Celtics. They beat them 96-93 to on Friday, lost 122-20 to on Sunday. As we are recording this on January 4th, which is a Monday, they are playing the Bucks as we speak. Um, but even though Festivus is behind us, Ryan Collins still has a bit of airing of grievances that he would like to get on the table. So, Collins, go ahead and do your thing. What's wrong? What's what's Shout going out
2: on? Just an answer there. But uh, um, <laughs> I just don't understand the rotation, and I don't understand what's going on. And I, I and me and Trent. Well, well, hold up, about hold that. up.
1: There's 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 one big problem with the rotation. Everything else is good in my no, opinion. No, no, well, I have
2: well. a couple problems. I have okay. a couple problems.
1: Steven. All right, I'll let you
2: roll. I, I don't understand what they're doing with Saiku or Svi. I and, and, you think he and, is not getting enough minutes or too many. You know, it's there, it's just odd, and, and they use them kind of in the same variety. They like close the game, but they don't play in the first half. Basically, like Seku doesn't get his first run until like six minutes left in the second quarter. Yeah, this is well, a guy you're supposed to be like trying to groom to be one of your franchise cornerstones. He's not even getting like. The Seku problem
1: is definitely my that's that's my biggest, really my only issue because I'm not a speed guy. So I'll let you go on that one. But I'm just with Seku. That is it's just
2: weird. I don't know what's going on.
1: Right, and 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 Dwayne Casey has just all along been so high on this dude and been like so he strokes him every chance he gets. So you just have to trust it. I think at this point. But Collins, I'm completely with you. He's playing like 20 minutes a game. It should at least at least be 30. Like I would love to see him play like 35 minutes a game, and and even you know tonight as we record on a, on, a, on a Monday night, Blake Griffin's resting for load management, and you don't even see Seku in the starting lineup. I gotta see Wayne Ellington play the three, it make pump sense. Jeremy Grant up to a small ball four. I just doesn't make sense to me. That's the big problem so far for me is Seku. You're right, he does get his run, and it's kind of in like weird times of the game as you mentioned, and he does close the game. So I don't want to complain too much because I do trust Wayne Casey with what he's doing, but I would love to see like Saquon's minutes actually like double. Like that's what I, that's what I want to see. Because for me, there, there are two guys in particular that I want to see a ton of this year, and it is Sekou and Killian Hayes. And you guys all know that because I've said it many, many, many times. But so far, I've also been really impressed with Isaiah Stewart, a uh, big rebounder, energy guy. That's really my only Pistons input. But Collins if you want to roll with the rotation stuff keep
2: going. I I just I really don't understand like Seiku's playing the four too. Yeah. Like I don't see Satoo I understand say like positionless basketball whatever. Yeah. He I like he's a three. personally I see uh yes, I feel like he's a three. I feel like he's best utilized when he's cutting off ball when he has like his shooting numbers. I mean, he hasn't shot a lot. His numbers are really good this year from the three point line. It just, like just fact of the matter yep. is that so I, I I mean I don't know I just don't and, and with Svee I just don't get it I'm like well if you're not gonna play him the first half, you basically shouldn't play him at, at all know I mean? you, try, you know what I mean you're trying you know what I mean like I just don't get it why are they closing him like it, it, and then like you said like Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bey have right off the bat have basically been like okay these guys are playable NBA players they are. Yeah. And Killian, a little concerning. His, I mean, his three-point percentage is one of the league's worst. But I, I, I'm i not too concerned. It's the first six games of the year. I think right. he's going to settle in to the NBA game. And he he looks like he has a good feel. I say to Demboy just needs a lot more minutes. And, and, and Jeremy Grant, like, fine. You paid him $20 million. I Like, whatever. He shouldn't be getting, like – he should be the first three off the bench. Or he should be the six-man. Like, I don't get what the – like – I get Sadiq Bey is another, like, first-round guy and a Troy Weaver guy who he drafted. I still want to see Seku more than Sadiq Bey. You I think too. he's better. Yeah, like, no, like Sadiq, Bey, Sadiq Bey can play the two if you really wanted him to. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with their rotation. And then and they'll, like, they won't play Derrick Rose for a while. And, like, they're not showcasing Derrick Rose either, who's a guy that you assume they're yeah. going to trade. Right. Like, he's not – like. I, he struggled this year. Like, his value has dropped.
1: Yeah, it so, like uh, So, of I, I don't team. know.
2: I, I, I think the rotations by Casey have been a little bit questionable to start the year. I just I, – and, and it's – this team is never – we never said this team – I was wrong. I thought this team would be pretty competitive until they started moving some people but we never thought they were a playoff team. Like that's not like that's not the goal of this team. It's to develop players, and I think they're stunning. St. Louis growth.
1: Well, that's that's a fair take. And Collins, to that point, I'll, I'll I'll close with this. That just speaks to how important it is to move Blake Griffin asap. I mean, he just needs to get out of the rotation because then you can play Jeremy Grant. His you know nine million dollars, whatever we paid him, you know, then you 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 can pay him, like play him that amount of minutes. And, and say who can still get his run when you have Blake there just clogs up, you know, the, the rotation there in the front court. That's why I was kind of excited to just kind of keep an eye on tonight's game with Blake Griffin out because he has no future on this team and everyone knows how we, all the three of us and, you know, harmony feel about Blake Griffin on this team, no future, no place. We want Seku, we want Sadiq Bey, we want Jeremy Grant. I would even like to see more of Jaleel Ogafor. And Isaiah Stewart should still get more minutes over Blake. Blake's got to get out of town. It's nothing against Blake. It's just the fact that, yes, Collins, this team's primary objective is to develop a young talent. And with Blake there playing 35, 40 minutes a game, that's just not really, you're not getting much done. And to the D. Rose point you made, that's a fantastic point because he actually probably had more value than Blake. Not, you know, I know Blake's a much better player, but D Rose is a kind of guy that This is a like,
2: better contract situation, well, too.
1: Yes. And because contend- it's an expiring contract, yes, and contenders look at that kind of guy. They don't look at Blake. Blake, the teams looking at Blake are the teams at like the bottom of the conference or like a seven well, eight. Well, I think area. contenders
2: are looking at Blake and signs show that he's kind of healthy. I I I, I just yeah. like he's not getting a ton like I don't get why they're not playing Blake at the five either. Yeah. If you really want to play – like, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Plum, Mason Plumley is playing a ton of minutes at the five. Yeah. And then Isaiah Stewart, it seems like, has taken J.H. Walker for his minutes, which I'm fine with. I'm really fine with
1: work. it as well. Yeah. I guess so my, I, my I, point I, is just that D. Rose has value, and you're right. It's taken a hit with the Pistons the not Pistons playing. Have the so
2: many guys. Yeah. And, like – and I feel like they've – they haven't wasted say. – I'm not saying, like, it's like, like – like I said, we're seven games in. Like uh, there's a lot that can change by then a the year, but they brought in so many of these guys, and, and Josh Shatson's a guy you want to see play a lot too, because he's a younger guy with with a high ceiling. But the jury's kind of out on him. Like not not out. I mean, like I he, he, mean. He's, he's not going to be like a, he's not going to be yeah, a stud. He, yeah, he's a reclamation project who looks like you found a little guy who might be able to contribute in like a sixth or seventh man role. Like, say who's supposed to be franchise corner zone. Give him minutes. That's all I had to say. And we can Agreed. move into line stuff.
0: Agreed. All right, now that airing of grievances is over, for Ryan Collins and Trent Valley. appreciate it, guys. Uh, they are kind of hanging in with the Bucks right now, by the way. A little score update. I think it was like 28-24 when I last looked, so I guess that's good. Um, all right. Here's the big stuff we have to get to. We will spend the rest of the episode on it. Um, first of all, let's do this before we do the, the actual lion stuff. Let's look at the leaderboard for the picks. Our picks season is officially over 2020 in the books. Uh, Collins and Trent 14, 17 and one for you guys tied for second place slash third. Myself, the champion 17, 14 and one after the illustrious uh, start I think I was like twelve and zero, or eleven and one, or something. So, boy, did the wheels ever fall off the wagon for me! But if you were riding, if you were hashtag riding with raps this year, you're probably up a couple units. Don't don't thank me. It just what I do for the people. So, there's our leaderboard. I don't know who won last year. Who won the picks last? Probably Collins. I think. Probably probably
2: me. Probably me. It was it was me. I just (laughs) I think it was
0: Collins, then me, then Trent. Um, no, I was but Trent. Best, Trent, best. you Trent, you took the Vikings this week, which is what cost you from being in second place.
1: Yeah, see, I, I guess I learned lessons the hard way. Whatever. Uh, by the way, completely Brutal. joking about last week because or last year because I completely I picked the Lions oh, were terrible, every week. Yeah. Like it's like it's were terrible. terrible. So if the Lions go three twelve and one, I'm just naturally not going to do well in the picks. Like the best I can do is like if I picked the under and over correctly, is like 500. So whatever.
0: Uh, Going into the game, last game of the season, obviously week 17, Lions lose to the Vikings 37 to 35 at Ford Field. Uh, Some quick stats, Matthew Stafford, 20 for 31 through the air, 293 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Um, In what might be his last game as a Lion, Marvin Jones, eight catches, 180 yards, and two touchdowns. Makes it a little bit harder to say goodbye to Marvin if that's, if that's the case. Um, but we'll get into that stuff. We have a lot to talk about with the Lions today. I don't really have, as far as the game goes, and we should talk about it because we do it every week. I mean, I actually thought that they, that they hung in there and played decently. I mean, there's only – so with the defense as bad as the Lions were, and I, and I have some stats here as far as um, team rankings overall come the end of the season. Uh, lions were the third worst team in the league in total passing yards against on the year, fifth worst in completion, completion percentage against, they were worst in passing touchdowns allowed. They were the top five worst defenses in rushing yards allowed on the season and worst in rushing touchdowns allowed on the season. So if we could beat the dead horse anymore, I mean, here it is in a week 17. The defense is inept. They have players on the field that don't belong out there talking to you, Jelani Tavai. I'm sure you're a great person, but boy, is it time for you to hang him up. Corey Undlin. I guess, you know, he can, he can tell his grandkids one day that he was a defensive coordinator in the NFL for one season because he won't be doing it for any other team after this. Um, and, and other than that, I mean, I, I'm at least proud of the Lions for hanging in. You got to see Matthew Stafford. I thought he played pretty well. The one interception obviously was tough. Um, I, I'm glad the Lions at least hung around. I mean, I think both of these teams are on a pretty equal playing field uh, when, when, you, when you look at the, t- the totality of both resumes. Um, so it is what it is. I mean, if there were people out there that were rooting for them to lose, I wasn't rooting for them to lose. But obviously with draft position and everything, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. Um, it's in a real throwaway game, but I was at least happy with the fact that that they showed up and they fought. And if you guys have thoughts on the game, by all means, I just I do want to talk about, and you guys can
2: touch on it too. I don't know how, dude. It's just, can it's just, we just, it that? it's so, the worst calls I've ever seen.
0: It's it's like I, I hate to be that guy that's like the Lions are getting their. The, the, the NFL has a fix in for the Lions or the Lions are They're just, they're simply on the wrong side of every call. And the Tracy Walker sack, the textbook sack that led to a roughing the passer penalty, which you saw all over Twitter. Like even people that aren't Lions fans were like, this is the worst call I've ever seen. I, I, I just don't get it. And I hate to be so cynical as to look at the world, and be like, all these refs have money on the game, but I think they do. Like, I genuinely think that everyone that's involved in these <laughs> games I, – I do. You can't you, – with, with as easy as it is to gamble, I, I, I genuinely believe that the officiating crew in this game had money on the game. They tried to steal I it from the that. Lions for whatever reason. And then so you get to the Marvin Jones touchdown, which – did the ball come out of his hand? Sure, it never touched the ground, no. and I don't know. Dude, that was
1: horrible call. Call on the field is a touchdown. Everyone knows this is how this shit works. They say it every <laughs> time they go to Dean Blandino or I Mike Ferreira. They always, they always, always, always say it needs to be clear, conclusive, undisputed video evidence that to, to, to overturn the call on the field. Okay. And the call on the field was a touchdown. Then all of a sudden, you know, me and my brothers are screaming, I'm, I'm hopping up and down. I got my Marvin Jersey on then all of a sudden, three seconds later, I got to turn around and be like, wait, what's going on? Cause Ray, it's, of like
0: course it's, it's there's like red course. across
1: the bottom of the scoreboard. that says under review. I'm thinking what happened? Like did the ball, like, did Stafford throw the ball off the ground and then it went like, Fifty yards in the Bounce air. Past. Like I'm, I'm like, what, what the hell are we reviewing here?
0: The officiating crews in the Lions games just work so hard to find any angle they can to take things away from any shred of success that this team tries to come up with. And, and here's my last point about it because I'm, j- I'm so. Like like we say every week, it's 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 just there's something new every week. Just when you think you've seen it all, yeah. But when you think you've seen all the all the missed calls, all the calls that should have been made, all the all the, the 10 second runoff, there's always something new with watching the lions. And I'm glad this game didn't mean anything. No, it's
2: just, no. The thing that's funny about it, Rebs, is it's it probably good us. these things happen. Like you're honestly, yes, it, it it, I guess I hear you. Like. No, no, but like it still pissed me off. Like it still did. Like yeah, it, it, that was a, that well, was a funny thing. You're you're like you're probably like, well, the Lions probably go down and score a touchdown. They're up. They might win this game. They might move back all the way to like eleven. Like should they win? that? know what I mean? I know, I know. But and, and, and in my heart of hearts, I'm like, uh, the guys, uh, did you? I, I was screaming at the TV because I was watching the Marvin and I was like, um. Uh, guys, what are we watching? Like, huh? What is yeah, going like on? You,
0: you can just it call it a touchdown, guys. We can move on.
2: My, my, my
0: last piece about the officiating, and Matthew Stafford gets a lot of criticism himself as far as never really being a voice to speak up and defend yes. the team He's or call out players and, yes. and, and what. Like, I, we it, it, and maybe deservedly so. The guy's a class act. Yes. You'll never hear him say a bad word about the organization or the team. So, you know, you'd like to hear him be like J.J. Like Watt. I thought J.J. Watt in his last interview with the Texans or one of his postgame press conferences, making the point of, you know, you, you get paid to do a job. You show up as far as how his, his, his team operated. And, and I, I would just like to think this stuff happens to the Lions so often. You know, Daryl Bevel, you're trying to make a push for the head coaching job. Can someone like get angry or animated? I get that it's a professional sports organization, but for the love of God, you just heard Joe Judge, essentially for the Giants head coach, essentially call out the entire Philadelphia Eagles organization. For quitting on the game, as he said, what a loser it'd, it'd that be, guy be, sounded be, like today. Well, yeah, like like maybe win more than six games, by the way. Yeah, Joe. I know. You guy, Joe. Yeah.
2: Come on, dude. Wait, listen,
1: listen, if the yeah, Lions if the Lions played in the NFC East yesterday, they would have been playing for the division. Exactly. Like, think about that. Think about how bad the Lions were. But but Rabs, I'll let you finish to answer your question. No one's been around long enough to see it through for these years and years and years and years and years. And years. So for us as fans, I I agree someone should get pissed off. But for us and fans, it's easier for us to say because we've seen yeah, it. But Stafford happen. has been That's, that's what I'm to say. All this. Stafford has been, and you know who else I'm looking at? Don Muhlbach. Get fired up, Don. <laughs> Figure it out.
2: Do you think Don Muhlbach's just... ever gotten like media availability? Say, so uh, yeah. just talking to the media guys, they're like, "Okay, guys, we're gonna give you Matthew, Marvin, and Don." He probably,
1: you know what? He he probably gets media at the be- media availability at the beginning of every season when he's playing again and everyone just wants to talk about how, Oh, like yeah.
0: this is your how, 17th how,
1: how. <laughs> season with the lions. Yeah.
0: I, I just, all, all I asked for is, and I was, I was texting everyone. If I'm the head coach of the lions in that scenario, you would have to fire a tranquilizer dart from Trent's what are you, 315 up there. Trent, wherever Trent season tickets are, you would have to, you would have to have a sniper on the roof put a tranquilizer dart in my ass to get me off the field because of how much I'd be in the ref's ear about the calls. Like, and kids, if you're listening everyone, turn the volume down. If your kids are in the car, but I would do like that call happens against Tracy Walker. I'm Daryl Bevel. I'm fuck you motherfucker. And I'm getting tossed like fire your team up. It's like, you know, MLB managers do it all the time even if it's not that big of a deal, get your team fired up, show a little, show a little passion and get tossed out. I'm fuck you motherfucker. You guys fucked us again. I'm out. And I get thrown out and I go back to the shower. And when I sit down with my interview with Sheila Ford, I go, Hey, I brought the fire. There it is. Someone, I I need someone other than me speaking up for this team is the way they constantly get bent over. No spit, no lube, sandpaper finish. And they get killed like this every week, every year. It's unreal. So let, me,
1: yeah, let, me, back let in. me say this: you're exactly right, and this is why Daryl Bevel is a loser. That's uh, that's what? All. What? all
2: right, come on, Trent. Dude, it's a, it's a bizarre <laughs> thing that you and like Daryl, but Be- your hatred for Devil Daryl. I have Bevel.
1: such a beef with Daryl Bevel. The other it's day, I got, nice, I got
2: I
0: got
1: I got a little like. Not not arguing disagreement with my brother because he's telling me he's like Trent. You really thought he was going to turn it around in five games? I'm like no. But the fact that he didn't makes him no different than Patricia or Quinn or Caldwell or any of these other guys we've had in the last twenty years who stink too. So that's that's it. That's that. And by the way, if you if, if you're listening to this and you just think we're like complaining and bitching about the about the refereeing, I go look it up because it is it is the Tracy Walker play in particular textbook like that is how you hit a quarterback. I, I wonder, I, that, that I, I is exactly I just, I how they tell it, you man. that That's, is how they tell you to do it like like the nfl these days is so soft but they do have like a written explanation of how you can hit the quarterback you can't lead with the helmet you can't hit hit them in the head anywhere and you can't put your weight on them tracy walker doesn't lead with the helmet doesn't touch Kirk cousin's head and when he's on the ground he kind of rolls over as to not Put his weight on him. Tracy Walker actually had another sack in that game. And if you go back and watch that one, that was more egregious than this one. Like, that was more of roughing the passer, which it wasn't either. It, it's just so it, – dude, the fact, that it, the fact that it was on fourth and goal is yeah, just dude. so – can't, like, they do what all the that fuck? work. we got to stop these all, guys eight the times hammer. on the goal line. <laughs> You're trying to make us stop the Vikings eight times times from the one yard line like the one time the lions defense shows a little heart and passion we're gonna give them oh never mind we're gonna give the vikings six plays from the one (laughs) it's just dude it's uh, it's everyone's got one on the game dude well you're right and we gotta move on because we could we could complain about this forever because you're right it all it it just doesn't matter at all that game meant nothing it
2: it was just bizarre how mad i got for this for no reason it might have's me a I, meaningless
1: I, game but you just it, no, it was not even
2: session. meaningless like you hope the lines kind of lost yeah. but I was like what is going on like huh and, and as my as my friend will who's a, a member of our award-winning well, guest thrill. on the mo on Motown rundown Martha Ford sheets, he she at the conspiracy <laughs> theory in him has kind of gotten to me where I'm like what is going on here is it like is, is money being changed hands? with the official I, th- there was a little of that but whatever i mean who cares the game didn't matter it actually helped the lions so we'll take it
0: um all right well they finished the season 5 and 11 last in the nfc north what do they have the 7th pick is this confirmed now yes they do seven. have 7 now if um,
1: if i don't even know why i'm going to say this cuz it doesn't matter what's the if, if? if the eagles and the texans were to lose they could have had the 5th pick but they both no if they were to win they could have had the 5th pick but they both lost so the lions right were
0: seven. Well, seven it is. Um, so obviously with the offseason coming up now, there's a lot to talk about. I think that the big topic of conversation is going to be the future of Matthew Stafford. I know Trent probably has a, uh, has a uh, what do I want to say? A petition that, that's going to be going around to keep Marvin Jones in Detroit. Yes. Um, I, I think the big pressing issue that I want to talk about first, then we can do, uh, we can talk about Stafford. Trent, I know you had a, a list of things Things of players that you wanted to put in certain categories. Let's talk about the head coaching search and GM search real quick. Um, I guess the official report today was that the Lions have requested interviews with Eric Bieniemy, Robert Sala, Dan Campbell, and Arthur Smith. um, No surprise there. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I I get that he's been (laughs) with the Saints. I don't really need a tight ends coach coming over. Like that. Do you know? Do you remember who Dan
2: Campbell is? No. The guy who's oh, he
0: played. He played for the Lions, didn't he?
2: No, he was the interim head coach for the Dolphins, and he was a complete like nut job. Like, oh, do you I, remember that?
0: Oh, is that the guy that did coke or whatever?
2: No, that was the offensive line coach. <laughs> ah. That's one of the funniest videos of all time. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen that video, go look it up. Unbelievable, very inappropriate, but very funny. No, Dan Campbell was like the like who that fight. It was Joe Philbin, and like it was a like, week four, and he was this like go if you need a refresher course on dan campbell go look at some of the press conferences he had complete nut oh. jobs so that would be an interesting hire
0: okay so that's tough um and then as far as the gm search goes again I, i'm not going to pretend to sit here and, and give you the resumes on all these general managers that they could should would whatever um i the recent report coming out was that john schneider who's the gm of the seattle seahawks that's a guy the lions are keying in on to potentially poach from seattle i don't know what the likelihood of that is You'd probably have to throw a bag at what, him and what's he, your, I, what, I don't
1: What's your angle there? Like, I don't get it. Like, oh, I, I don't get me wrong. I'd love it if it happens, but I just, I don't get what the play is there. You're just gonna be like, "Oh yeah, come over to Detroit." Well, yeah, I don't know the, what
0: the sell I don't know what the cell is. Yeah. I have no idea what the cell is. I, my guy Ed Dodds, the assistant GM from Indianapolis. I haven't really heard much talk as far as him getting looks from the Lions. I know there's other teams in the league that are looking to interview him, so I would hope the Lions do that um from, from that standpoint but the reason why I bring this up is because this week we could probably see some things move as far as the Lions get close to a candidate so whether they whether they hire a head coach and or GM this week is one thing um but I I do think that we should at least cover it and give some opinions on it before we move on so I don't know who wants to start as far as if you have a preference I know we've talked about it before but I, what are your thoughts too as far as the, the prospect of them hiring a coach before a GM? Like that to me is just, I get that as far as the way, like not, not every team in the league is dealing with a circumstance where you have to hire a GM and a head coach. So if you already have GMs in place, it might be a lot easier to get through that, that head coaching search. So I would hate for the Lions to lose out on a Robert Salo or an Eric Biennemi because they don't have a GM yet. But I don't know. What are your What are your thoughts? Who's got anything to say? If I,
1: if I could give a like quick for? If I could give a quick ass backwards theory as to why they might hire a coach first, it's because if you're like me and you want to keep Matthew Stafford around, then you're better off trying to get a coach first who like actually
0: what. Like, like,
1: Get a, Get get in the GM's ear. These general managers think they know everything. They're going to come in with an analytics sheet. They're going to say, yeah, Matthew Stafford, you're 32. What is, what is he, 33 years old?
2: Get out, say out. Throw the computers out. If you, if, you a, <laughs> if,
1: you, if you get a football guy in, in the organization first, like Robert Saller, Eric Bieniemy, who says, hey, I could do something with this guy. Hang on to him. Maybe that's the only way, reason I can think of Rabs, because other than that, you're exactly right. I don't know how the hell you're going to get a halfway decent coach. If you don't have a general manager up there making some sort of decision for you. But as far as like the head coach goes, I want Sala. I texted you guys like last week. And I just said, the more I think about it, the more I want the guy. And it's literally just because guys play for him and he's a defensive guy. I I wanted initially, I wanted to go offense when we hired, when we fired Patricia, just because everybody knows like how kind of got a bad taste in the mouth after we had the defensive guru, right? Like, it's just, it just doesn't work. And, and we got, you know, Daryl Bevel and Jim Bob Cooter calling plays on offense in the last three years. So it's just, it is what it is there. That's kind of why on the surface I want an offensive guy like the enemy. But again, I'm not sold. The enemy is really even considering coming here. He's just taking the interview of course, because he wants that coaching job. But if Houston gives him one I think he's going to go say, Hey, let me go play with Deshaun Watson or coach that guy. A, a team that, you know, only won four or five games this season as well. But like, there's a clear direction there. This Lions team has a like log jam of like terrible expatriates on defense. So that's kind of my other ass backwards theory as to why the Lions should go defense. Cause maybe some of those guys, some, I'm not saying all of them. Like I, th- I do like Daron Harmon's a lost cause, you know, Danny Shelton's probably a lost cause, but there's certain guys like Jamie Collins was so good for like six years. So I just – I have to believe, like, he could maybe turn it around if you get a guy like Robert Sala in here. So I want Sala. He's also from Michigan. I know everyone's talking about that. But I'm the biggest guy that buys into that kind of that kind of crap. Like, he just – he grew up a fan. So he has a little extra juice. Like, he actually wants the organization to succeed. It's not just a paycheck. So that's my thing. I want Sala. The enemy is kind of – you know, Rabs, I think you said a couple of weeks ago, the wet dream scenario. You're exactly right. I don't think it's gonna happen. If yep. it were to happen, I'd get fired up for it just because the offense will be instantly more fun to watch. And the Lions will play that other sport that is football, not whatever the hell they played this year. So that that's that. It's gotta be Solar B enemy, though. I don't want one of these stupid, like tight ends coaches from New Orleans. I don't
2: want that. Dan Campbell. Yeah. But what's and and I don't I
1: don't want Daryl But If the Lions hire Daryl Bevel, I'm gonna jump off a cliff, by the way. They, they won't. won't.
0: He's he, they won't.
2: They won't. Okay, I'll join you if that happens, Trent. But, but won't. um, trust. Uh, I think they're a higher Salah. I don't think Biyemi is a good fit here, especially for the situation. Biyemi just feels like a guy that is, you, are, you already have a quarterback in there that you're gonna build with and you're gonna build an offense around. And if the Lions, I mean, regardless if they keep Stafford next year or the year after that, he's probably out only three or four more years on the team. And I I, think Sala, especially with the standing of this defense, like, I think they're just going to bring him in. And it's an emotional hire, like Trent said. Like, I feel like when you got Richard Sherman, he's like he should get the Detroit job. I feel like he's already talked to those guys. It's like, yeah, man, that would be a dream to go back. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just kind of seems like he wants the job. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I know those, and every NFL job is like hot Like, there's only 32 of those jobs in, in all of football. I understand that they probably want any job they're offered to, but like Robert Sell is probably gonna have some options. And, and I think if the Lions offered him, he would be the head coach. But I, I don't agree with the fact you got to hire a GM first. And, and, and it doesn't seem like they're gonna do that because, like, how, how do you hire? Like, they're talking about going after the Seahawks GM in the middle of a playoff run, while well, well, every other people on the coaching carousel, they don't want to wait around if someone's going to offer them. Like, what does solid say? Hey, how about we reevaluate in two weeks? Boom, the Chargers is offer Robert Salis. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that. Can, yeah. No, so, that's, I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's the right way to do things, but, I mean, having Spielman there, I guess, it, he's basically like their general manager right now. It seems like that. He's making all the football decisions, it seems like, at this point.
0: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I totally agree. It's not the right way to go about it. I like In a perfect world, you need to have the GM first so he gets his guy. I don't know. I can't think of a scenario just based on, again, the little that I know of Robert Sala seeing his resume from San Francisco and the way, as you said, Collins, he seems like kind of a rah-rah guy. He gets guys to play for him. Um, he, he did a lot with very little this year with a lot of injuries um, to that San Francisco defense, which was great. But as you said, if you're, if you're going to sit here and wait around until you get a GM, and like you said, Collins, if, if that guy that you want is the guy from Seattle, well, as you said, they're in a playoff, they're in a playoff race right now, or they're, they're competing in the playoffs. So you don't necessarily have the, the time to wait around. And as you said it perfectly. If Robert Sala is like, hey, guys, I'd like to take the job. They're like, well, let's wait until we get a GM to make sure that he wants you as the guy and then the chargers come knocking or the jets come knocking. Well, you know, you gotta, is a bird in the hand worth two with worth two in the bush. Um, so on that front, I would definitely say that my first pick, as I think more about the enemy, I just think the lions and we've, we've seen some, some bad lions offenses with the Daryl bevel to his credit. I mean, not that I think the offense is some all, all NFL like what will kill you like offense, but they've been a lot better. And I think with a veteran quarterback like Matthew Stafford, and we we can get into that later, if you decide to keep him here, I don't think that the offense is your primary, primary issue. Trent said it perfectly. If you bring in a defensive mind, like Robert Sala, he's going to come in. He'll know what type of personnel he wants to, or what type of scheme he wants to run. He's going to take a look at the roster and go, these are the guys that have no business being here. These are the guys that I want to keep that can run the system perfectly. And, and you have to hope that you have at least at the very least a middle of the NFL defense next year. And I have to imagine with watching the lions this year, I, I think you're ob- very obviously your defense was the primary problem, but you know, imagine a world where the lions defense didn't rank dead last in every category. And were more of a middle of the pack defense. You, you inherently win more games and you compete in more games and you you put the ball back in your quarterback's hands more. You can get off the field with a with a better defense. You're not you're not susceptible to teams like the Packers eating up an entire quarter worth of worth of minutes on, on your defense. So to me, I think when, when you bring in a guy like Chris Spielman, I think Chris Spielman understands that this coach that's coming in for the Lions, and you heard him talk about it when he was being interviewed on the broadcast on Sunday, it's all about culture. And when they brought Matt Patricia in with Bob Quinn, the, the, I don't think that they established any kind of culture. I think they rested on their laurels of being well, they like, tried. Hey, they "We tried. were with the Patriots." Well, yeah. But the, the, even, hey, hey, could still. you
1: please, hey, hey, Rabs, could you do me a favor and sit up? You, you come in here every day on the podcast, you just slouch. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that Patricia was trying to pull here. And 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 Collins actually went on a rant about that like two years ago. Way out of the curve, Collins was. He was like, this guy's done nothing to deserve this respect, and he's right. yelling at reporters and making players practice in the cold. What Stand up thing?
2: straight. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Patricia. He's a, you're, guys, if you're going to be here, you show me some respect. Uh, how about you hit the gym, dude? Okay, that oh. was me. I don't know I did <laughs> Hey, that. I was going to say it. Okay. I'm, Maybe sorry. I'm, sorry. To I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I know sorry. I'm, right sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I regret that. I'm sorry, Matt. That was a low blow. I was just upset. I, I wanted to bring this up not to cut you off, Rebs. Yep. With the whole Biennemi-Sala thing, I think if they bring in Sala, I have a weird feeling that they're going to keep Stafford, if that makes any sense. Well, yeah. You like, like, know what? Like, know like We trust you, Salah, in your system. And I understand San Francisco has a trillion dudes on the defensive side of the ball, especially on that interior defensive line. But, like, and the outside. I mean, Bose is a beast, too. But I feel like at Biennale, they're like, okay – you can pick whatever quarterback you wanted to draft that's not named obviously Lawrence or Fields, and, and, and like he's your guy. We're gonna rebuild. We're gonna do it the right way. Here's three or four or five years for you to like completely tear apart what we're doing. Know what I mean? Yeah. And I think with Salah, it's yep. more like okay, we we hope you we want you to come in and change our culture. Like I think I feel with the like enemy. It's like a whole like facelift. Like we're gonna be a different. Yeah, team.
0: I I agree. I think that the enemy hire would be more of like a you've been with a with an extremely successful offense for the last handful of years. Do what you need to do to make it work. And I think with 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 Salah, it's more of a like let's come in here, let's build a culture, let's fix the defense. Like let's let's get back to like a hard nosed um on Detroit Lions team. So I think that's it. Just seems like that's the guy. I don't know why where people are getting this this envision that. Jim Harbaugh is going to get the Lions' job. That would make me sick, and not because I'm a Michigan State guy, but I just think it' there's an absolute nonsensical hire. It just wouldn't I mean, be
2: fit. It wouldn't be. It would, first of all, Jim Harbaugh like has proved he to be a good NFL coach, and like sure. at Michigan, I I still think Jim Harbaugh is a pretty solid coach. At Michigan, it's just for whatever reason, the hype, whatever, it just hasn't worked out. Jim Harbaugh would be a horrible fit for the Lions because with Jim Harbaugh, that's like a quick fix. Say, hey, you're gonna have him for three years. You're gonna be probably good in year, like really good in year two, and then by year four, you're gonna hate his guts and you're gonna want him out. Like this is like the line. This is a rebuild almost. Know what I mean? Like it basically is like, and and you have to reestablish a complete different culture. And I don't think Harbaugh could do that in a short period of time. And I think Sal and Bienemy could, even even though I think they're going in two different directions. What the franchise will be if either one of them got hired.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, I, if you guys have any more thoughts on the on the head coaching situation, I and I do want to I do want to mention too. I was reading something today about Taylor Decker. I don't know if he was being interviewed or what it was, but he made a pretty uh, pretty encouraging statement in regards to the fact that he said something along the lines of like, "Look, you guys sign me to a long term deal. Like, I'm invested in this franchise. If it were up to me, a guy like Matthew Stafford needs to be here." And I, I will say, the more and more that I think about it. I do genuinely believe that Matthew Stafford will be your quarterback come game one next year. And the reason why I, I say too. that is. Rebs, three,
2: I, I do too. Yeah.
0: I, the reason I say that is, is even. Can we get
2: into it? Yeah, we'll get into it. Let's yeah, not we'll, let
0: we'll, we'll let the floodgates open here.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I totally think that, that Collins, your sentiment on the is is spot on as far as if they give the keys over to a guy that's been in charge of the, the league's best offense since Patrick Mahomes has been in the league. Granted, the Lions don't have Patrick Mahomes. They don't. Have I think Tyree they would draft Hill. Wilson.
2: I really think they would, if that was the direction they were going.
0: Well, that's that's you know that's I, I again I just I think that that's if that's the direction they go, they they probably just give the enemy the keys and go hey build us an offense that looks like this or or whatever it may be. But I I, I just think that when when you look at the whole product that is the Detroit Lions, we say it every single week. Matthew Stafford has been the best part of this team since he's been in the league. There's like no questioning that. And if you do question that, then you clearly like don't watch the team enough. I just, it just isn't what it is what its I just think when we talked about this last night to confirm or today um, in the group chat, Matthew Stafford has two years left on his deal. He'll make $30 million next year and he'll make 26 the year after that. I just don't understand why. Cause, cause my thing is when you have Matthew Stafford here for the next two years, I genuinely believe that if you look at um, a Detroit Lions team with Matthew Stafford versus a Detroit Lions team with a Zach Wilson or a Trey Lance, you have an infinitely better chance to win now with Matthew Stafford than whatever quarterback you think you're going to get in the draft. Now, I will say this is a different discussion for a different day as far as what they do at seven. If you're going to keep Stafford, my brain leads more towards get him a receiver in the first round if Devontae Smith is there. Get an edge rusher and bolster up the defense. But I will say there is a part of me that understands the sentiment that, hey, maybe we do go get Zach Wilson at seven. Maybe we do go get Trey Lance at seven. And we have him sit behind Matthew Stafford for two years Tell Matt, look, while you're here for two years, you're the guy. We want you to kind of mentor and groom this guy. Just like I think the Packers were envisioning Aaron Rodgers doing with Jordan Love. And when it, when it comes time for Matthew Stafford's contract to be up, maybe then you make the case of like, hey, you know, it, it didn't work. We, we didn't get over the hump. We, we gave it two more years. It just wasn't working. It's time for us to rebuild. I, I, I think that's the way that the Lions should be thinking, and I believe that's gives them the it, best is chance this to a, win. It,
2: so this is your opinion. Do you, but like in your heart of hearts, do you believe Stafford will be back? Because I kind of do.
0: Yes, I, I I, think that the more I think about it, I genuinely believe that Matthew Stafford will be the starting quarterback come week one in 2021. Again, different conversation for a different day as far as what they do at seven, because whatever guy you get at seven, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't care if you're, Zach Wilson, whatever his name is, or or, or Trey Lance, whatever quarterback they think they want, that quarterback is not going to be a starter on day one on any team in the NFL. Justin Fields very very well may be. Trevor Lawrence probably will be as well, depending on where they go, one, two, whatever it's supposed to be. Those guys will get a chance to start because those teams that they're going to do not have a legitimate starting quarterback. The Lions do. So if you go draft a guy like Zach Wilson or you go get Trey Lance and you move on from Stafford, don't expect to win anything. Like I don't know what Lions fans want. You're not gonna win anything. Well they, for the first that's, year, Well, two they or haven't three won anything with Safford
2: the last three years. I I, I get what you're Rabs, I get what you're saying. Like Safford, I we've talked about it enough. Very good quarterback. If he's in a good situation, you could probably win a Super Bowl with him. I do believe that. And 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 that I mean he's still gotta win bigger games. He has not proved that on a big stage yet. He just hasn't. But the reason I say Safford will be back, I just like when do the Fords ever do something, like, yeah. controversial slash, like, to be honest, the right thing to probably do is trade Matthew Stafford this offseason for your for your organization's long-term solution. The Fords don't look ahead. They're not forward thinkers. I, and and like you said, Ravs, I think you got a whole bunch of guys, and I think you've seen Stafford the last three weeks play injured in a meaningless season – that, like, he, he is beloved, I think, on that team. Beloved. Absolutely, I, I think, a great leader. The definition of a leader by example, not what he says. But, I mean, I I just don't see it. I don't see the Lions being like, hey, you know what? Let, let's trade Stafford. Let's get a, fir- a, a first-round pick and a third and go pitch Zach Wilson, higher air band. That just doesn't fe- feel like the Lions.
1: Well, Calis, I, I, if, I, I, if I can elaborate on what you said just for a quick second, if the if the Fords have any say in any of this, which they do because they're the owners, you're right. They would have done this in probably 2018, which was our first year doing this podcast. And the Lions went six and ten. It was Matt Patricia's first season, and Stafford was really not that good that year. So he was if, bad they were, that year. if they were going to do that, I think it would have been then because it would have. No, been I, it's not. I don't think they would
2: do it then either. either, Trent. Well, I, I, I don't like,
1: That's what I'm saying. If they were, I just don't.
2: Do it, they don't, don't have, have the balls fair. to do it. Like, no, and, and I just, I truly believe that. And as a Detroit Lions fan, and as a person who's watched Matthew Safford, he's very good. And I want him to be in the right situation. And I want it to be in Detroit. I just don't think the two-year like timeline is not going to be there. It really isn't. And, and I don't know how you sell him. Like, the next two years are going to be better than the last 13. I just, like, don't know how you do that. But, like... Being alliance and the curmudgeons, they probably are. They're probably gonna hold him to his contract, which I'm fine with.
1: No, I'm, as I'm a fan, fine selfishly, I'm
2: fine with. This yeah, time, it just, it, it'll contract- it'll for Stafford probably.
1: Well, I this whole time, I, like- know, I've been on the ban- I've been on the bandwagon of like, you know, keep Stafford. But at the very least, dude, just play out his contract. What do you have to? What do you have to lose? You're, you're looking at two years. Yes, Collins, you said it. Of just try it, man. Go in. And Rabs, you're right. If you want to pick another quarterback and, and groom him for a bit, now's the time to do that. But there's no reason that you plus let's not let's not even forget too like the, the quarterback market right now is unbelievable. Like, like Dak Prescott is out here wanting 40 million dollars. You got Stafford for 30 million next season and 26 the year after. Like that that's that is a steal if he's playing at the value that he's that you're getting him for right now. So that that's it. I am so in on keeping Stafford for many, many, many reasons, and I think if you keep Stafford, you got to keep Marvin Jones. We can do that in a sec. If you guys have okay. any other, if I, you guys have anything else on Stafford, let's just do that now.
2: I I I think he has three to four years of high level. Three years, I think, of high level play, and maybe less because with quarterbacks it goes quickly. And for a guy who's had the injury history, you see, has. Like I could see his mobility to be completely shot in a couple of years because he just takes so many hits. Well, he really does, and that's
1: as if as if you. I get, don't think that, that arm
2: strength would go away.
1: If you get in that position though, where in like two years, you know he's still like decent, but in, in his contracts up, you give him another contract, then you're kind of in a Philip Rivers, San Diego slash L.A. Chargers type situation. I don't really want to go there either with this team. So my thing is this: if you don't have a quarterback, you have nothing. I think mean, we are all in agreement there. So I. I just, yes. going into next season, Collins, you said it perfectly. As a fan, selfishly, I would love to see Matthew Stafford back.
2: Yes. I just, I, I, and I just, I truly don't think the Lions have the balls to make, uh, just it would be a, pol- it wouldn't, I don't think it would be a polarizing move. If they did it, I think everyone, the same sentiment would be like, it sucks we wasted this guy's career. Like, I hope he does well in the Nets then. That would be the, like, the sentiment of it. But, there would still be a faction of the fans who are like if Stafford went out. I think they're just afraid to let go of Stafford and him go on and win a Super Bowl with like the new like you know what I mean? New Orleans Patriots. Yeah. And I think that's every fear the Lions Ants have. And I think the Fords have it too. And I don't think they'll do it.
0: I just I just genuinely believe getting rid of Matthew Stafford is taking an unnecessary step back. For like again, if if the offense
2: they was, haven't been good though. There's a reason they I, would get rid I, of him. I
0: know, I know. But if the offense was dog shit this year, and you didn't have DeAndre Swift, you didn't have a carry-on Johnson who was who essentially might should have just sat the entire year out because he was never used this year. You have a TJ Hawkinson. If you bring back Galladay, I don't know what the plan is with Marvin Jones. If you go out in the draft and get a guy like Devontae Smith at number seven, if he's there. Like, those are things, your offensive line, Taylor Decker, Frank Ragnar, the offensive line is shaping up to be a lot better. I, I I just think that it's a panic move to get rid of Stafford, and then you take a gamble of like, oh, let's go get Zach Wilson at seven, and he, we're just going to throw him in the fire right away. He He's not a Justin Herbert. He's not a Joe Burrow. He's just not. He None of the quarterbacks that you're – gonna get available at seven are guys that can go in and start right away and have your team compete you have Matthew Stafford here for two more well, years he's been here for Raps, over a the, decade the, the, and you talk about culture that's the guy you build yeah I with. understand that's I understand that Rabs
2: but this is a long-term move you're acting like we need to win next year like you're acting but like you can a, our windows already closed you have
0: to I I, I understand that, that, that Rabs but what
2: it what is the ceiling what is the ceiling of the Lions being good next year Because the goal is to win a Super Bowl. Is it? The ceiling is the roof. as Yeah, but you know what I'm saying, though? There's a reason why. Yes, yes, yes. I get it. There's a reason. Like, we all know Safford is the better short-term solution. We all know that. But, like... What's the good if the Lions are nine and seven, make the playoffs, don't win a playoff game, and you got to wait another three years to rebuild? You know what I mean? I hear like, you. I, they're just. I you. think the Lions' window is closed, so I understand it, but I still think Kobe and in Detroit. If that makes any sense.
0: I'm just. I'm just saying. I I look at the Jacksonville Jaguars are always my my uh, what do I want to call it? Uh, example. Patient zero. Jacks. Yeah, they're my, they're my patient zero for my theory of, of what is the ceiling for the Lions. I don't know, Collins, because I told you they would win 10 or 11 games this year. So clearly what I think they're but ceiling do you is know doesn't listen, mean
1: grabs, A big reason you said that, and I said it too. I said 12 and 4, I think. I'm an idiot. Ooh, yeah, I said. said 12 and 4. But you know what? The biggest reason for all of that, 90% of it, is Matthew Stafford, and he gave you no reason and I'm not I'm not going at anybody here. I'm just saying he gave you no reason to to, to lower that expectation in his play this yeah. season. Playing with a bad thought. But right. My, but rib,
2: deep, my, my like he doesn't again. He's not, he's not. I don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this. The problem is. He's not like Mahomes or Rogers where he can single-handedly get a team. Like, it's a 10-win team every year. Right, right? but no, don't I just, Zach I, Wilson I, is.
0: You no, think Trey I, Lance is? No, There's you only two guys in, about, are, two refs, guys refs, in the league that do What are you that? talking
2: about? What are you talking about? I literally don't understand your argument. Why? Obviously, Matthew Stafford is better than Zach Wilson next year. This move is made for the future. you really think you're still winning a Super Bowl and you still have the pieces – to win a Super Bowl around Matthew Stafford in the next five years. There's
1: a lot of parity in the NFL. I, I just, give, I'm not. I'm not yeah, give, I, me challenge, challenge, give me an answer. Give me an answer. I need an answer from was, both of you. Because Collins, I, I go on this podcast every freaking week and I pick the Lions. So, of course, I'm going to tell you I think they could win the Super Bowl next year if they figure it out. I'm saying this. Here's what I'm saying. Patrick
2: Mahomes
1: and Aaron Rodgers also, while they are able to maybe go on and win a game by themselves, they also don't need to score 45 points in a game to win. I under, yeah, but done so inept, And they got a, they got a coach don't, over don't, here who has, this who, is
2: not my Trent. This is my point. Exactly. The lions are so far from that. They don't have a coach in place. They don't have a GM in place. Their defense needs a full reconstruction. There's literally one guy in the defense that I would be happy with them seeing on the start. Like, I like literally, they could get rid of the whole defense. I'd be fine. Just play a bunch of rookies, even though they only have, like, five draft picks this year. I, I get what you're saying, and I get what you're saying too, Ravs. But the whole – I like, the thinking that, like, Matthew Stafford's going to win you more games next year, like, is this – it, like, it's a loser's mentality. Do you want to win big eventually? That's, that's the whole idea. And Stafford's your biggest asset. We can start collecting some of these younger players and build for the future. So that's probably the right move. As much as it would suck to see Stafford win on another team and prove to people more nationally how talented and how good he's been the last seven years, it's
0: just.
2: There's a, organization would do. I'm there's just a lot,
1: there is a lot to be said for what you're saying. I completely agree with you. And, and you know,
2: that's 10 years. No, you're
1: right. You're right. And as a Stafford apologist over the last, you know, nine years, 10 years, however long he's been here. I, I, I just over for the last two weeks, three weeks when we've really been thinking about like, he might realistically not be here next season. I Collins have started to think about like what you're saying and, and it does make sense. You're right. But I just, what I always come back to is this and whether this is right or wrong and different, it's probably wrong, but this it, is just how my mind works as a fan of this team. We just have to be careful what we wish for. And no, I got, that, I that, agree, that is all I'm saying because subject. you know what Collins, maybe, maybe down the line <clears throat> in five years, you can win a Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford is more of a game manager <clears throat> like Peyton Manning and his, you know, twilight or, or like Tom Brady, even, you know, he's not, he's not the gunslinger he used to be or whatever. He was never really gunslinger, bad example, but you get what I'm saying. It, it, it's more of, it, I, I, Rab's, Rab stated it pretty well. I think in my opinion, it's an unnecessary step back to get rid of Stafford this off season. If, and again, again, two Enjoy things can it. be true. Two things can be true. You can draft Wilson in this draft and, and, and still keep Stafford, you know, it's not really a do all end all one way or another.
2: I understand that. I, and I'm not high on the quarterbacks either that are after fields and Lawrence, I wouldn't bother. I mean, like, unless you are like, you have like all these offensive pieces and you're in a spot like Arizona or something, then you bring in a guy like what, know what I mean? Like you bring a guy like, I don't like them drafting a quarterback this year personally. And, and I'm fine with them rolling back the year with another year with Stafford. I'm just saying, you guys are acting like there's no reason why they would even consider this. There's very good reasons why, because this is what usually good organizations do they get rid of the assets before they like depreciate. And I think Stafford's had two or three more years. And what happens next year, if he, his shoulder is done, it just pops out. And and, and he's done that would suck. It's just a reality. He's an older and I don't think he wants to be here anymore. uh, uh, Honestly, I really don't.
0: Well, I, I, to, to that point, I think that Matthew Stafford, if he, he must just be lying to the media's face whenever he speaks, because it sounds like I just, he strikes me as a guy that has taken pride in the fact that this is his franchise. And to your point, he's not, He's not 38. I get that. I get that he's been banged up and injured. He's and under he contract killed. for
2: two more years though. Think about like, so that. they will
0: be what? They'll be 34, 35 when he's done. Drew Brees do is you still expect playing. to
2: re-sign him after that.
0: No, I do not. No. And I don't.
2: then what are we talking about here?
0: We're talking about the fact that if you want to get a quarterback you next year, you think the Saints want to Super in the next two years. Yeah, Powell here, here's my final thing, because we're just now at this point, we're just arguing and I bring, you can Collins, you may, you may call me an absolute dumbass for bringing this up, but this is what I always, when I, when I have these discussions about the parody in the NFL, I always bring this up in the year 2016, 2017. The Jacksonville Jaguars won three football games in the National Football League. The very next year, they won 10 games in loss in the AFC Championship to the New England Patriots. You know who their quarterback was? Blake Bortles. You know what Blake Bortles is doing now? Selling newspapers. Granted, they had an all, all NFL defense, which if you bring in Robert Sala and you let him get his yeah, but they guys took time.
2: And that, that, you want to talk about that defense. You had a number two pick Dante Fowler. You had a first round pick Miles Jack. You had a first round pick Jalen Ramsey. Those are all guys you got through the draft. Like, I I know what you're saying, Rabs. I know what you're saying. Like, and, and, and the argument for this is in 2014, the Lions had one of those defenses. They really did. And they got screwed in Dallas and they didn't end up winning that game. And they probably should have won the division that year. If you really think about it, they blew that. They should have won the division there. I, I, I get what you guys are saying, and I'm like on your side at some point, but you're, you're acting like, there is, as I say it again, there's a reason why they're doing this and why they would consider this. And as much as it sucks as a fan, it's like Verlander. You had to trade Verlander. You didn't want to see him win a title with Houston. That br- ripped my heart into fifty million pieces when I saw him win a championship with with Houston. It did. It sucked. I hated it. But like, and I and this is a different topic. The line. I mean, the Tigers got absolutely fleeced in that trade. Every single person that they brought back has stunk or has been hurt the <laughs> entire time. But it, it, it was just. It, it's. It was just time. I understand. I understood it. And that's what I'm just saying. I would understand either way, but I, I truly think you'll be back. I, 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 I <laughs> that's, I don't know. Well, I After think this is, this is where, well,
0: believe, this is, I, same
1: here. this is where we're, we're kind of like diverging and like making something out of nothing here. Cause I, Collins, I agree. I think, I think Ram's does too. Like I, I could understand like, if it's time, it's time. And I can totally understand that. But I think I, I personally wouldn't want to do that. And I think that's where, that's where we split hairs a bit, but whatever. Let, let's, we, we'll do Stafford. Matthew Stafford's name will get mentioned on this podcast a
0: hundred times in the next, yeah, co- next, next month few or
1: months. Or so that we'll just move on.
0: <sighs> All right, Trent. I know you said that you had some segments that you wanted to do today. I know we, we have made time for the trifecta. We can do the trifecta and we can call it a day. Uh, I know it's been kind of a long episode. It feels like, so what do we want to do here?
1: Well, let's just do this. Let's do this. I've got a great segment. We got for-
2: time. Who cares? What well, are you guys doing?
1: <laughs>
2: nothing. Well, I don't think our listeners have two and a half hours. I think that people want to hear this. I, I know TB's out of. Go- I we we can all make right, it timely.
0: What do you got for us, Trey?
2: Well, first of all,
1: I have the Marvin Jones segment. If you guys want to do that quick, which oh, okay. could okay Ma- okay, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. I'm I, I also I think next week we should do some sort of report card. I I think we should do that. That's fair.
2: Yes. I I
1: think next week that we should go and we should do an in-depth thing, focus in zero in on players. But the last thing that I wanted to talk about today was Marvin Jones. Are you guys cool with that? That's fine. Chime in here or there, whatever. There are two players on this team right now. Whose future are very much in doubt with this team who are worth bringing back. And it's Matthew Stafford. who We just rambled about and Marvin Jones. So I, I, and I'm, I'm not including Kenny Galladay because I'm assuming the Lions are going to either tag him or just like let him walk. And who knows what's going to happen with Kenny Galladay. But look, guys, I just want to say, I'm this. very
2: concerned the Lions are gonna let Galladay walk. By they way, might. We gonna, can talk no, about they that. They should. they tag
0: him. They need to tag him because the guy, the guy caught what 20 balls this entire season. Yeah, so no, Kenny Galladay, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't deserve to get paid to be the yeah, highest paid does. receiver. He does not, deserve he, it. Not the, he's not gonna get the money of being the highest paid receiver in the league. He doesn't deserve it. No, he doesn't it. deserve Part of that. You right. get franchise right. tags. Show me what you got. We'll bring you back.
2: Oh, dude. He's good though. I like, I don't know.
1: That's what the franchise tag is for. Like textbook. Collins, I think you'd even agree there. Like that's what it's for. Like, he no, missed, no, for sure. He no, missed I, 10 games I'm just though. getting cons- Yeah.
2: yeah. I, I'm getting concerned new regime. Say they move on from Stafford. They're like, why would we keep Galladay around? No, I mean, yeah. and you just lose Galladay for nothing, which would stink. I'm just saying, right because okay, that was one of your guys, thinking. by the
1: way, Bob Quinn, all-time great, third-round drafting GM. I mean, uh,
2: yeah.
0: let's just yeah, attaboy, Bobby. Tell, tell it how it is. But whatever. good hey, draft
2: actually... in the second round to Vi.
0: Yeah. God, dude, Shout dude, out Will He's Tabor, Wilder, dude.
2: Dude, dude, he Tabor in the second so round. so
1: well. bad. Collins, that's a pretty good segue. The, the Kenny Galladay stuff is a pretty good segue into this because, look, I, 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 I'm going to say what I'm about to say. People are probably going to think I hate Kenny Galladay. I don't. I think we should pay him. I think, I think you franchise tag him. No, no, no. I love him. I love Kenny. He's a homegrown guy. And he wears a great football number. But I'm just I, – I will say this. You like I,
2: the 19 on him.
1: I love 19. That's my disclaimer, okay? So, I, I, I've I, said for weeks on this podcast that I want to run back with the same offense. I literally want to run it back next year, get Sala in here, try to fix the defense. There's a couple guys on offense you shake hands with and leave. That's Danny Amendola – uh, big V or whatever the hell his name is. And Jesse James, you know, I mean, his is you can now get out of his contract after the two years, the prove it deal where he wasn't able to prove it. Cause he had drafted a tight end a couple weeks after you signed him, but whatever. I want to run it back on offense. You have two fantastic receivers and Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, you got a great tight end. You got a couple pro bowl offensive linemen, whatever. So my, my thing here, whatever you do with Stafford you do with Marvin Jones. And if, as long as the lions do that, I'm at peace. And the reason for that is because you, you literally saw on Sunday, these two connect so well, they're great friends. They have great rapport, I believe is the word. So, so I want to go through this as well. Marvin Jones was your sixth, maybe seventh at worst, best player on this team. And he was your number two receiver. Uh, Cause I'm thinking, you know, Stafford, Romeo, Aquara, Frank Ragnow, Hawkinson, Fox all made the pro bowl. And then like, I, then you start to talk about, like, it, did Marvin Jones have a better season than DeAndre Swift? Maybe because he didn't drop a game-winning touchdown. Did Marvin Jones have a better season than Taylor Decker? I think so. So you, Marvin Jones was an interesting. Yeah,
2: Taylor Decker Mar- was good this year.
1: Well, yes, he was. He was very, very, very good. I think he got snubbed in the Pro Bowl. But, look, if you want to draft somebody and wean Marvin out, I am fine with that because he is 30 years old. But he has shown zero reason to not give him another deal. And when I say this, I'm talking about like a two-year, three-year deal, and he would take it. By the way, he loves Detroit. He's got, you know, he's got a he's got a cake business here. He loves Matthew Stafford. Hey,
2: nothing but cakes. Shout out Marvin. Thank yeah. you.
1: Yeah, nothing but cakes. No, no, no free ads. We'll give Marvin a free ad. He produced
2: That's his business. That's not his business. It's a chain he owns one in Detroit.
1: Yeah, he nice. owns one in Detroit, so he's got it going on. But there, there, and he also has five. He's got four kids. Five on the way where like, you think this guy wants to move his family. I'm, all I'm saying is, if he gets a, if you offer him a deal, he will be here next year. He's not going to do this, the classic, like, I know he's not under contract, so he's not going to hold out, but he's not even that type of guy anyways. He's going to take the money. And he's going to show up every Sunday. He's going to be available. Would you rather have Marvin Jones for 16 games or Kenny for six? This is what I'm saying. Like, and You have to pay both. I think you have to pay both. Do I think they'll do that? No, I think one of these guys is going to get screwed. But, guys, he's coming off a season with nine touchdowns, and he was an overturned touchdown pass away from double-digit touchdowns and a 1,000-yard passing season or or whatever, receiving season. So, look, I promise you he would take that deal. He is, dare I say, a legend in this franchise because, you know, the guys with more receiving touchdowns than the Lions, here's your list uh, Calvin Johnson and Herman Moore. And then it's Marvin Jones. He's got more than golden Tate. You know, he's got more than Charlie Sanders legend in this franchise, whatever. So I'm just saying if that was Marvin Jones last game and he went off like that, I am going to be sick to my stomach. Cause I've been saying this now guys for the last four weeks, and you guys have kind of given me a little flack and I, I, I know it's like a lot of it is jokes, but I genuinely think you guys both don't want it back. So I want to hear from you guys. Why you want Marvin Jones gone, or if now, after seeing him completely ball out for the last three weeks, your opinion has changed?
2: He has played very well. I'll let Rab state this as I talked a lot about Stafford, but I just I don't see the value in re-signing a thirty-year-old wide receiver that seems two-year, three-year
1: contract.
2: I don't think he'll take that. And I also, this is another, I I said, I don't think Stafford wants to be in Detroit anymore. Like you see the social media posts, like you've kind of seen the writing on the wall that Marvin Jones kind of wants to be in more of a winning situation. I don't think he wants to be here. So I like, I think you would kind of have to overpay for him. So that's just all I would say. He's put Trent, Trent, since we had this discussion though, I, I think it's the TB boost. Like he was not having like a like an unbelievable unbelievable year. Let's say four weeks, he's probably had his four best games.
1: Yeah, he's been balling. Yeah.
0: yeah,
2: so I don't know.
0: I I think for me, I love Marvin Jones, but as Colin said, he's thirty years old currently. I and I I just would have to imagine that if he's going to field offers from other teams. I don't know. Like that's the thing, Trent. Is as much as you can see. Like you know, he's he's close with the Staffords. Him and his wife are close with the Staffords, and you see all these things about how he loves. it. I just think he's a good guy. That no matter where he is, would not say a bad word about the organization. So do I? Do I genuinely? Do I genuinely believe that Marvin Jones is a professional football player? Is like yes. I'm so excited to go work for the Detroit Lions every day. No, I don't know if anyone is. So if his priorities are that while I'm while I still have four to five years of my career left, I want to go to a place where I can potentially win. I don't know where another landing spot would be. I'm sure he's going to get offers from other teams, but you are you cannot pay Marvin Jones the same, especially not more money than you have been his like nine mil or whatever he's been getting paid simply because of his age. You can go. You have Quintez Cephas, who finally started to get some more to get some more action in the in the latter half of the year. Who do I think that he's going to take over Marvin Jones's spot oh, and, and do what, the same? No, I well, don't. That's
1: what I want to say, and I know I, I I'm not I I. You just answered, but do you think Quintez Cephas with the Lions is ever going to have a ten touchdown, one thousand yard? No, no. But I will say, say it, it, and also, guys, I don't think at he's horrible. Point, this. Well, this is my last. This is my last point. I promise. Then I'll move. Then I'll move on. I'll stop whining. But like, at some point, guys, age is a number. Because you know what? Like Marvin has produced. He's still produced. Like he's still good. So like, I I understand you don't want to give him a five year deal. But you you give him a three year contract. Are you maybe front him a little Trump, bit? I don't think. Are you he... really gonna be that? This and this is the, the well, only reason he's having to get
2: up- five-year concept from anywhere you're right it's going to be a shorter term yes, deal so but... my,
1: my thing too is like i i repeat because this is very important to remember if you keep stafford there is no reason to let marvin walk that's my only thing there's just no reason they have the best rapport uh, they have a better better connection like chemistry wise than stafford and calvin did because stafford would always try to force it to calvin this off yes you know exactly what i'm talking about
2: uh, I, 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 Marvin Jones I catches like...
1: everything. He comes to work every Sunday. He's tough as nails. He doesn't miss games. He's a professional and he's good. So how Is many Marvin times... Jones
2: paying you? No, to say these sins?
1: maybe. No, he's not. <laughs> I just want to, I want to reiterate that one more time for the people listening and then we can put this to bed. I don't care. Marvin Jones. If you keep staffing around needs to be in Detroit next season. If you move on from Stafford, I am at peace saying Marvin Jones can walk because you're right. He's not really a part of your future. That's more of your Kenny Galladay, Quintess Cephas, TJ Atkinson situation for your receiving core. I get it. I just have been infuriated all season listening to people talk about how Marvin Jones, you know, his last season with the Lions. Like he's still, he's playing great, particularly in the games that Kenny Galladay didn't play in. And yes, I understand that like, You're going to get more targets with Kenny out and everything. But he's still going up against the number one corner on every team. And he had, what, a four-touchdown game against the Vikings or the Colts whatever game that was? Or uh, I I just – it blows my mind that the Lions have a guy like this on the team who, like, genuinely enjoys this city and is good friends with this quarterback and would let him walk. I don't know. And I've heard Chris Spielman say plenty of great things about him on TV broadcasts. Cause we know Chris Spielman's done a lot of color for the lions over the last few years. So who knows, maybe that will be a factor. Maybe he'll get in someone's ear and say, pay this guy. I agree with you guys. It can't be like a huge contract, but there he's just shown you nothing to the point where you would be like, like golden Tate lost a step noticeably, like wasn't that great anymore. So you got off his money and you sent him to New York and they paid him and they're regretting it. And he's now seeking a trade. I get it. That's not the situation you're in with Marvin Jones. That's just, that's what I'm saying. Collins, you were, you, you hit the nail on the head. He's probably had his four best games or four of his six, seven best games in the last four weeks. And yes, he is 30. So like my, my thing is like, what, what at some point age is a number age is just a number.
0: If, if Marvin Jones can come back on a short-term deal for less money than he is. Well, that's the thing is like, Mars is Jones. money.
2: I give you're saying. Is he saying, not worth he...
1: nine million? I'd give him nine million for next year.
2: For just a year?
1: No. What, I, what I'm saying is to wrap. I'm taking I, I, a one-year Rab, deal. Rabs, no, no.
0: I know that. I know what I'm saying. He's, is he's Rabs, he's, he's going to try to milk. Point. He's going to have to get tenure from somewhere, dude. He, okay. No, no. I get this is his last top saying, chance getting not, a long-term deal. I am not
1: saying a one-year deal. What I am saying is Rebs. To your point of he has to take it for less than what he has been getting the last few years. He's been getting nine million and nine and a half million. I would pay that for what he gave you this year. Like I would pay that for another three years. I would. I'd give him 21 million dollars for the next three years.
0: I just I think that if 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 we can find a scenario to where do I think Quintez Cephas is a number two receiver? No, I don't. But if you can go get that's what I'm saying. Like if the Lions wanna be if the Lions thought process going into the draft is like, Devonte Smith if he's there at seven the receiver from Alabama like that's the best guy available let's go get him and put him opposite Kenny and then you have Kenny Galladay Devontae Smith and Marvin Jones is like your third option that's like fine that's a that's a damn good wide receiver room they need to get faster and younger legs helps with that I think the biggest concern for the wide receivers is Danny Amendola thanks for your time here buddy like take it easy enjoy retirement or whatever you're Have fun doing being this. like
2: a fake Instagram model, Danny. They Abigail. need to. They need to I find some speed you. in the
0: slot. They need to go. They need to go get someone to can burn in the slot. I don't know who that is, but that's all I ask. But whatever. Well, again, well, I could see Matthew Stafford going up to the the front office and going, "I want Marvin here for the next two years. Like, make it happen." While I'm still, I could see him doing that. I really could. Like, if that's if he if he wants to keep his guys here, I don't think Marvin Jones is a bad player. Nor do I think he depreciated over his time here. I'm just saying, you have to. You want to talk about looking towards the future and doing this rebuild? If that's what you want to do, then then I'm sorry, but having having Marvin Jones at 33 years old making nine million dollars on your roster is not going to help you.
1: And that Mm -hmm. is why I say, in in closing, that is why I say again, what you do with Stafford, you do with Marvin. They're a package deal for me. For me, in my opinion, they should be attached to the hip.
2: I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't care. I just, it's just like, They can bring him back. I, and I, I just, I don't like the passion. You the, the only thing that, like, your passion for Marvin just it excites me to, like, anger for no reason. Like, I like Marvin I know, Jones. He's I a great, great signing, actually. Really, like, has been a nice player for the Lions. Him and Golden Tabor both really good signings by the Lions. D- guys who were kinda of undervalued on their other teams and they brought him in and kind of overpaid a little bit, but they Stafford obviously found a connection with them. So I mean if it's his last team as a line, thank you, Marvin. Thanks for nothing but bunt Kate I'll so buy one in honor of you. But like <laughs> like if he leaves, yeah. I'm not gonna be like hurt. I don't yeah. So I don't know. We can well, I on. just
1: I have a I have like a a like low key like it's just it's just because our, our you know Calvin left and our hearts were ripped out. We brought in Marvin Jones, he was obviously didn't do what Calvin did, but he produced and there wasn't a huge drop off in like the Lions from you know you know because when Barry left, the team sucked for 10 years. That's all I'm saying. When 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 Calvin left, you, Marvin was a big part of the reason the Lions didn't really kind of hit that cliff. And that that's just that that and, and he was to, no
2: was he, Marvin was very, very, very like that Thanksgiving game day, he was almost like he it was. I mean, he was doing double teams and he was making plays. Donald, you were there, weren't you? Yeah. I mean, it was a lot. That was maybe the most electric to demoralizing play I've ever been in a stadium for. There's was like, oh, touchdown. Oh, Marvin Jones may snapped his ankle and Stafford snapped his ankle. This game's over. That's fun. <laughs> like, literally in all in like a minute and a half. So, yeah. You got it. What else you got, TB?
1: Well, that, that's it. I mean, I know we can do the trifecta if you guys want. I think next next week I've got two ideas. I'll give the tease right now. Next week we're going to do a report card, and I also want to do my four-tier list of, like, uh, you know, yeah. a couple guys. You know, Lions, you want to – Lions who have to be back next season, Lions who you wouldn't really mind if they're back next season, Lions who can't be back next season, and Lions who just can't play football anymore and need to retire. You want, you and, want murder. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I think right. we'll do that next week. That requires a little bit of preparation, so we'll we'll, we'll not like just do that on the phone. Right. But if you guys want to get into the trifecta, we can do that. Anyone else have any yep. more
0: thoughts?
2: Yep. lot. Nope. 2021,
0: first trifecta, hit
1: it. Rabs, by the way, I have to say your answer to the to the ocean or lake one last week was a huge hit with my family. Everyone thought it was hilarious when you when you said that you opened your eyes for three seconds. Oh, I went, dude, I was at a panic 6, attack, man. fish. That was dude, great. My brother- That's when you called me when,
0: when when you call me. when you called me on New Year's Eve, you were like, I'm swimming with 6,000 fish. I was like, yeah. dude, I don't need to hear it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's no joke, dude. Like, I, I got some- I got some problems but yeah anyway yeah,
1: anyways, that was a, that was a big hit big hit with the family good answer so let's keep it moving here uh number number one question if you go on vacation w- within this country so i'm talking i'm not talking like out to like Costa yep. rica i'm talking like here would you do you, are you a driving guy or a flying guy because flying costs a what? ton of money would you rather drive or fly like if you're going down to florida
2: oh okay we kind of talked about this on Dream what report tv like, yeah. it, I don't, like, I hate, I don't like flying personally. I really don't. Like, I, I kind of got a weird, I don't have a super, like, super, super fear, but, like, I need a couple pops before I get on a plane. I'll say that, like, at this point of my life, because, I don't know, I got a weird fear of flying. Dri- it depends where you're driving to. If it's under, like, if you're driving to a new place, fine. Like, somewhere in America you've never been, like, okay, this would be interesting. You're going a different route. I can't understand, and God bless the TB, the people who drive down to Florida like every year. I couldn't <laughs> do. I just I couldn't do that, and that's just me because I like I just couldn't do it. I feel like I, I would literally lose my mind. I know it's an easy drive; it just well, takes well, a while. Well, it's just,
1: not it, easy. Yeah, it is an easy drive, but it's also like every year, Collins. We we on the way back, you're we're just like, dreading we're,
2: it. Like yeah, we're you're not th- doing oh.
1: this. Like on the way back, we're like we're flying this year. We're not doing this. So the time <laughs> the time rolls around, and my parents are like, "Hmm, are we gonna pay for five plane tickets, or are we just no, going to yeah. drive? Are we just
2: drive. No, I, do it driving I, like driving to a place like within ten. Like driving to a place like Nashville, money. Like that place that, that's like I think like driving to a place like Myrtle Beach, perfect. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I, like, I, I don't know anything they like, pass. Like I drove to Houston. Like <laughs> I drove to Houston yeah. to see my brother. The first time we went and visited out there when he was living there and it was fine on the way there on the way back. It was a mess yeah. completely just, uh, but I, I don't know. That's just me
0: perhaps. I, I've kind of broken it down to a science. First of all, my rule of thumb is I I do love, I love driving. I love being the driver. I love being in the cars on, on long drives. The only drives I'll do, it's got to be like eight to 12 hours max, because I, I have no problem with getting up at like 6am. Let's get in the car. But wherever you're going, you need to be there. Come nighttime, like you need to be pulling into the hotel at like eight o'clock, so you can get settled and hang out. I, I do in Florida. I assume you guys gotta like, what do you? You stay the night somewhere and then you go in the next day. Can't do it. That, that no, I can't do. People
2: we, go all night. Yeah, you go all you night, know, right? You yeah. did all night. Yeah. So we actually—that's oh, ludicrous.
0: I don't even understand. Well, it's just listen.
2: I, I'm telling well, you, dude. People are grinders. I, I it just I couldn't do it. I, I personally, I it might just because I'm soft. It like I just can't do it. Well, I'll tell yeah, you I this: it, drive, too. I should probably, not, I probably should have no say in this. I've like <laughs> a big road trip.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. If you're a driver, the passenger, I am. So I like to have the wheel. It's hard to give it up once you get it too. But it's like I had the night shift. I drove from like twelve to five, and I had my brother Brock in the passenger seat with me co-piloting. And on the way down, that's it's. It's so much fun on the way down. On the way back, no juice. We we stopped for gas. Frocks like Trent, I, I gotta, I gotta get someone else up here. I gotta go to bed. I gotta sleep for a little bit. And it it's like it just sucks because it's like on the way down, it's so fun. But yeah, we took like a 21-hour drive down to Fort Myers Beach and we went just straight through. We opened Christmas presents actually. At no. like no, 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 listen. Here's what we did. We on a
0: red roof in you guys pulled over. No, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. Listen, listen, we left the 26th. So on the 25th, that Christmas day, we opened gifts at like 1 a.m. Then we went to bed, woke up, and left. Like it was just, it was I don't know, it was it was a 2020 thing. It was interesting. We just did things different.
0: But anyway, Trent, I, I wait. I will. Hold on, I got. I have more. I have more of my science. Okay. I will ahead. say too, if if you're with your buddies, I think road trips with your buddies are elite. is a different story, but in your Families circumstance, Trent,
2: different story.
0: If I was, if I was flying to Florida, like if like, it's like the dead of winter and I'm going to Florida and I'm about to go hang out with my buddies and we're just about to get, it just be boo city that you have to fly to because I could not make it on the drive. Plus driving back. Like I could not imagine doing that. Collins driving to Nashville is perfect. You're in the car with your buddies. The energy in the car is, is never wavers from tier one the entire time. Once you cross into Kentucky all that you can start drinking in the car, it's an unreal rule. They have, okay. in Kentucky. I don't think that should be set up.
1: My brother said that to my other brother when we got to Kentucky. He's like, Hey, you can drink if you want, like,
0: hey, you know, uh, but that's that's a good drive to make. But it's all driving home is always especially after a weekend like in Nashville, driving home is tough. But you no, gotta like, the 10 spots. hour doesn't
2: kill you, the 10 hours doesn't kill yeah. like the 20, like the whole day thing that kills you. So, I, I. I don't have as much experience as I think you guys do with that, so uh, more of a homebody, not to lie. <laughs> All right. Uh, have you ever been to Nashville? I have been to Nashville. That's a, that's where we oh. went to Texas. That's what I was talking about. Like you get there and you're like, that wasn't that bad of a drive. Like you get that up. Should at be the-
0: our our Motown rundown retreat this year. Should be in Nashville.
2: Yeah. Not at Rich this year. Say <laughs> when I'm there. Not at Rich this year. Tootsies. Yeah.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: Okay. Keeping it moving. Question yeah, two. That guy it... will chirp me at Tootsie's, by the way. Sorry. There Wait, what? What?
2: We've I heard this story. A story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never mind.
1: All right. <laughs> Sorry. Trump. Um, yeah. No, you're good. Uh, okay. So, kind of piggybacking off of that, drive home was kind of brutal. So we get home. All right. We're all tired. All I want to do is go to bed. But I got the Lions on in a couple hours, so I'm sticking it out. I'm awake. Everything's good. We walk into the house. The heat is broken. It's forty degrees Ugh. in the house. So oh, I want to ask no. you guys, what is more important? Okay, and that, this might sound like a stupid question, but I just want to hear your reasoning. What is more important to have? Air conditioning we, in the
0: summer. Heat yes, or no. air conditioning? Air conditioning is literally conditioning. the
2: lifeblood of a human being. Like it, <laughs> air I can't. I can't explain TV, and you might be like a guy. You seem like a sauna guy. You seem like a
1: I, I am you a sauna like a, guy. I'm a big
2: know, guy, but. I'm a sauna guy too. But like, you seem like a guy who's like, no, what? Like, it's 90 degrees in the house. I'll be fine. Like, you just yeah. deal with it. Like, no. you're a mentally like tough individual. As a soft human no, like thanks. me, and like, if it like creeps above like 78 degrees and I got no fan in the house, oh. like, what? Like, I, I'm gonna die. I will. Well, die. I have
1: to say this, guys. I I was with you. I was with you until I reached. For the door handle and it about froze my hand off That's and, and i'm sitting in my house and the tile floor is making my toes white like i i just i i would have said if you would have asked me a week ago i would have said i'd rather have air conditioning in the summer because it gets very hot here in michigan in the summer months in july what revs i want to hear your i want to hear your thought process
0: dude there is there is no greater hell then moving into the East Lance to the to the dorms at Michigan State University in East Lansing on August 28th. And it's 92 degrees outside and 85% humidity. And you're trying to sleep and you're naked in your bed with no covers and you're sticking to everything. Dude, uh, I have that's I lived, a visual
2: I needed to see.
0: <laughs> I lived I lived the entire year in this house on Charles Street in East Lansing with no air conditioning. It is, it is just not, it's so bad. I'm a bigger guy. Like, not that I like, I have like trouble walking up the stairs and stuff, but I need (laughs) to be, I, 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 there needs to be an escape from the heat. Like the cold I can deal with. You wear a sweatshirt in the house, you throw some sweatpants on, maybe you go double socks. If you don't have an escape from the heat and you're just sitting in your house actively sweating, it's miserable. You take a shower and you come out and you're immediately sweating again. You're sticking to your sheets. You're sweating through your sheets. You're waking up. You can't see straight because you're having a uh, heat stroke during during your dream. I oh my god. You dude, guys no make arrives. a very
1: compelling argument, but I I just do. I forty degrees in your house. Forty. I'm not, I'm not talking like fifty five. I'm saying it's, it's, down. it is forty. You are eight degrees above freezing. I can't even. I know that's. I no, can't but- even. Get my stove to get hot or yeah, warm because it's too cold, and I can see my breath in my in my own house. That was terrible.
2: I, no, that, it's not great, but Rabs has a point. The first like two yeah. and, and TB, I don't I don't know if you're living in a house next year up in East Lansing. I
0: am, yes,
2: sir. The first two yeah. to three weeks, the first two to three weeks seem literally like six months of what <laughs> because every yeah. night you can't go to bed. Because you're just like, oh, you, you wake up, you're in the warm, you you know, like you're like, I have to go outside. That's why people are always out in their front lawns in College Town, yeah, because exactly. they can't stand so being inside their house because it's mm-hmm. so hot. It literally, it's brutal. So we can continue, but I, yeah, I I'm well, a heat. I would rather have AC.
1: Okay, okay, so there we go. Um, I just I I, I guess I have to also say this is such a, you know, what do I want? A privileged problem to talk about. Yes. So so I, I, I'm sorry if we offended anybody by the, by basically rubbing it in their faces that we have both. But I, I just want to say this. That's it. That, I
2: that's, mean, yeah, I whatever, think most people dude. have heat. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably have heat, so.
1: <laughs> okay. Yes, probably. But yeah. What, okay, yeah. Okay. Final question. This is kind of a cop-out stupid question, but I, th- th- something happened this week and it made me laugh. Did you guys forget... That Ron Gardner is not the lion, the, the Lions, the Tigers manager anymore. Did you
2: dude, forget
1: that, dude? I because uh, I genuinely funny. forgot it. Like I, I was, I was like, oh yeah, that's right, we got AJ Hinch now.
2: It's funny you say that because I was just like me, and my buddies on New Year's Eve. We were taught because th- my group of buddies, like I was hanging out on New Year's Eve. Died, we we're on this group chat. Literally, live and breathe Tigers. Live and breathe Tigers. Every day we're watching. We're we're chirping about pick the stick we're we're ranking thought sports like detroit anchors or like oh do we like keating or do we like mickey york better like we're, do- <laughs> we're doing all that in the group chat we are but like I, we were talking about the tigers, and and i was like i forgot aj hinch was our manager because we were talking because mickey's moving back to first base because hinch said that i just kind of like forgot that was right like, that Trent, that was kind of it's kind of funny you said that because i did kind of forget that I am a Hinch guy, though. I'm in on Hinch, by the
1: way. Well, I am, too. It's just – it's funny because I genuinely forgot that Gardenhire is out. Like, I would never forget that Matt Patricia is not the Lions coach anymore. You know, I would – that that is up here permanently. (laughs) If someone asks me, like, off the bat, who's the Lions coach, I'd say we don't really have one because Patricia got fired. Like, that would just be my knee jerk. But, Ravs.
0: Dude, honestly, when you said Ron Gardenhire at first it took me a second to remember who that was. Like, that's (laughs) – I think it's just been a while since I've, I've like thought about Tigers baseball actively. So I, I don't know. I don't really have an answer. Like if you, if you would have told me Trent, if you would have, if you would have asked me a question and along the lines of like, what do you think about Ron garden How doing this with the Tigers next year? I probably would have answered it and answered it. Like not even blinked. Like I, I think actually, if you were to say AJ Hinch, I'd have been like, wait, wait, what? But yeah, right. No, no.
1: So, so that, that's my, that's the sentiment of the question, I guess. Cause that's exactly that what makes I'm
0: sense. Saying.
1: There we go. It's just get, bear down though. Tigers fans. We got our guy, we got AJ. Yeah. So that concludes the trifecta, put a bow on it. First one of 2020. Middle of the pack, not, right. a, not a great one. I'll have better questions next week. <laughs> thanks, thanks hey, for-
2: it's all right. I, I That was a good one. Long episode yeah. today, boys. Long yeah. episode. Well,
1: this is what I'm saying. What could you imagine? It was good,
2: people- though. We needed a long episode today. The people of the Motown Rundown fan base expected it today. They, they knew we had to d- dive into Stafford. And if you don't expect that to be over an hour and a half, then, ah. then you're not a fan of the Motown Rundown.
1: Yeah, then you clearly I, don't it, know what operation we've been running over yeah, the Yeah, like, come years. on.
2: Like if you, if you're complaining about it, don't, don't listen to the other Motown rundown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: they, all right. Well, first episode of 2021 is in the books. Uh, next week we will have a Detroit Red Wings season preview coming at you courtesy of myself. We will do a lion's report card and then four categories of should X player be back with the lions next year. Or should he and his entire family be captured and murdered, guys?
2: I brought something up that I just talked about. We need to do a Fox Sports Detroit anchor ranking at some point because okay. I I like am very passionate yeah. about this, and I would like to hear your guys' takes.
1: Okay, okay, that's a great. Maybe
2: not next week. We can push it off for like two weeks, but I, that's something that's out of being the cards in the future.
0: Yeah. Okay, I like that's that. Good. And well, hey, we should push. We should uh, we'll tweet on Twitter of whoever the winner is of our power rankings. See if he wants to come on the show. Like,
2: we should, all yeah. we
1: should, we should start doing pick the stick every day.
2: Dude, Pit the that, pick the stick is maybe the most electric. So Dude. I, I mean, <laughs> no, okay. it's, we're I done it. with the pot. We're done with the podcast. Okay. End it. I ended on a high note. We had a great podcast. Right. If you're in a slander, pick the stick. I'm not going to stand for it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> all great, right. It's great all all source right. of entertainment.
0: All right. That is all for today's episode of the Motown rundown for Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins. I am Ryan Rubino with submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown rundown page. Don't miss a single episode of the show. We're on Apple podcasts and we're on Spotify new episodes every single week. We will see you next week.